1: Hey everyone, welcome back to this Muslim Girl podcast. Today I have with me Ella Balqi. Ella is a serial entrepreneur from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, who works as a cultural consultant, art director, and illustrator. Born in Jeddah and raised in Montreal, Ella grew up with a keen awareness of both the versatility and constancy of culture. Upon receiving her bachelor's degree in graphic design from Dar al-Hakma University, Ella launched whimsical illustration brand Fionka. With culture being the focus of her youthful artistic direction, Ella's brand quickly became a success both locally and internationally. Under her creative direction, Fionka went on to collaborate with names like Rimmel and Netflix. One leap after another, Ella made the big move to New York in 2012 to pursue her M.P.S. in Design Management and Strategy from Pratt Institute in Brooklyn, New York. Graduating in 2015, today she is based between the cities of Jeddah, New York, and Dubai. Okay, so welcome, Ella. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I want to start off with just a basic question: like, who is Ella Belchi? I know that you're an illustrator, creator of Fionka. You recently um, started in the publishing world, right? Like with Minazane. Um, yeah. So that is one aspect of what I do. Yeah. I'm sure there's many social media influencer, content creator. Like how would you describe yourself? I guess I would say I'm a creative. Like I just do different things and the thing is when I
0: went to school I went I did graphic design. I have a BA in graphic design and I feel like back then in two thousand six it was very limiting. It was you go to graphic design school, you work in advertising, that was it. And then as soon as Twitter happened it was Facebook, Twitter and then Instagram. Instagram happened in two thousand eleven. I feel like more doors opened up of you don't have to work in advertising and you don't have to be a graphic designer. But everything you learned, you take you take all of that and you do something different and use your graphic design skills or degree to create whatever you want to create. Well I has and I feel like it's not limiting anymore. It's so weird because we're so used to saying, or we're so used to hearing, oh, I'm a doctor, oh, I work in this company, oh, I work in PR, I work in publishing and consulting. But then there's so many other things and I don't like to put myself in a box because yeah. what if, I don't know, Like, what if I want to also do pursue acting? So
1: I would say I'm a creative. It's a, it's a large term so that you, like you said, you don't box yourself and you're able to enter different fields, right? Because that, that includes many things. Like I myself, I'm an artist and then I have my sister who's a creative writer. So we both, you know, consider ourselves in the creative field best, you know, I'm more drawing and illustrating, she's more writing. Yeah.
0: Obadan, I feel like when you're an entrepreneur and when you start something, you you put on so many hats. So with Fionka, I, was, I did the branding and I did the production and I did the sourcing and I did the marketing and I did the communication and I did the designing and the illustrating and the social media, so I did all of that. So, but now I am I'm the founder of Yonka. I'm the illustrator of Yonka. That's how I generalize all of what I did. But then with Mina Azin, um, it was more of we wanted to create something that we needed right now. It's it's like a platform that has so many amazing people that are part of this platform that you know, just kind of bring it back to print and bring it back to publishing works of people instead of just having it on digital uh, platforms.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's um, also I, representing people that aren't usually in magazines or certain publications, correct? Um, yeah, I
0: mean, that's, that's where my my personal background is very different because I grew up in a place where everyone was like me. Mm-hmm. Aside as I grew up in Montreal, that was different. But like in Saudi, my... Middle school, high school, and college—it's—it's so weird, and that's like another conversation. Like in America, Um, when I meet people, that the first thing they say is like, "Oh, like we're not represented," and all of that. For me, it's so different because I grew up in a place where everyone, most of the people were like me, um, same religion, same sect. Even I grew up in Mm Jeddah, so we never even talk about that. It was just like, not that it wasn't diverse, because Jeddah is very diverse in terms of. Where your origins are from and your race and all of that—that's what, like, that's what the Hijaz is all about. That's what Jeddah is about. So you find people from different families um, that you know that look different because their ancestors are different because they all came for Hajj and then they stayed and they married from the locals. So like jidda is very diverse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then the culture is very similar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In like a normal week every day's lunch would be from a different place. So we would have like Molokhiya on one day, Ruz the second day, or like Harira and, but because we, are, or Akil Jawi, like um, Javanese food, because we're so mixed and culturally. So I never thought, um, yeah, I, mean, I never thought about this whole representation thing until I moved to America. Where I was like, wait a minute, we're not, Represented, but like when I'm in the region, when I'm in the Gulf, when I'm, I just think of representation like, oh, there's not as many Saudi girls, there's not as many women, there's not. So my my fight was always like a gender fight,
1: hmm.
0: um, because I grew up in a place where everyone kind of was like the same. So I was like, okay, my fight is like a gender fight, like women, women, women. So for example, when I came here and I just have these normal conversations about. What I think is, you know, yay, we made it. But then Americans are like, wait, but there's not one person of color on that show. And I'm like, but it's a show about women. But for me, that's, it's something completely new to me to think about it. And that, that aspect, mm. which is something I'm learning. Like it's my seventh year here. Um, But, I, but yes, I get it. It's different. And I would never put myself in the shoes of, of Arab Americans or Arab Muslim Americans or Muslim Americans, because even with International um, Muslim Women's Day,
1: I didn't feel it was for me. I didn't not? Not, because if I... It was for those who felt the void and felt the misrepresentation? Or,
0: or felt they were different or felt that they needed. I didn't feel like it wasn't my place. It wasn't my place to be in a campaign for International Women's Day when I didn't feel what they felt growing That's up. I didn't feel that, so it's unfair. And then, so I'm like in the middle of this thing where, you know, I live here, but then I don't relate to so many things that other girls relate to. And I'm really different, but I'm trying to fit in, but I'm not. Mm-hmm.
1: Which I think is what makes you who you are and makes you different, I think, um, and appeal in different ways. But for you, you're, I don't know if the if fight is the word, but your um, maybe purpose that you, that you see is the gender role and gender representation um, but seven years is a long time to be in the United States. I'm surprised you haven't felt. Um, so in the seven years, I've been here for three and a half, like physically. Oh, okay. So it, it hasn't really been that long. Your English is great though, mashallah. I grew up in Montreal. Oh, okay. But even,
0: though, even though I have friends that never left Saudi for school and their English is good. So that's another misconception. Mm-hmm. And that's something like frustrates me because it's, we speak perfect English there. Yeah. You
1: know, there's so many misconceptions that even us as Arab Muslims um, or Arab Americans that we have towards the Arab world, especially if we're not very exposed to it. I mean, I'm Yemeni. I've been to Yemen many times, so I don't really so much deal with that. But I know a lot of people who have been here their whole lives. They almost carry the same mindset and like the misconceptions that most Western people do towards um, Arabs and specifically Saudis. I think because command. The media plays a huge part of it, yeah,
0: yeah. and social media kind of broke that because there is no excuse for being ignorant because there is this platform that so many people from everywhere are on this platform, so you can actually meet a real life Saudi girl. Because I meet so many people here that have never met a Saudi girl, or oh, you Saudi like today I took an Uber and the guy was like, oh, your name is Allah, and I'm like, no, it's Allah. He's like oh, I'm like, I'm from Saudi. He's like, oh, and you're dressed like this. And and I'm just like, what what do you mean? He's like, you know, in Saudi, you can't dress like this. I'm like, I can dress the way I want to dress. He's like, no, no, no. But in Saudi, you can't dress like this. How
1: is he going to tell you that?
0: No, so for me, it's like PTSD of like, why are you telling me what to wear? All my life, people have been telling me what I have to wear. Like you're, you're not the one that's going to come and tell me what to wear. And it was so frustrating. But what am I gonna do, it's like, being Saudi is very, there's so many things because there's what people think Mm -hmm. and trying to change what people think, but then you wanna be yourself. And then a lot of people are like, but don't say you're Saudi. I'm like, but I am. But then you have to start this conversation because you're from Saudi and because I'm from Mecca, then that doesn't mean that I have to represent everyone that's from there. I'm my own person. And like these small misconceptions, I feel change with social media. And no and there is no it's ignorant for people to say, Oh, I didn't know, or just educate yourself or ask the right questions. Or like, you know, some people ask really good questions. Like, I'm curious, I thought that this, or I never knew that this, instead of saying... Um,
1: the way like, they ask is important too, right? Because there's a respectful instead way.
0: Instead of being surprised,
1: things of
0: like, oh, like you have... Like, I've heard, but not now. I feel like in the beginning I've heard like, oh, you have a Starbucks in Saudi? Or, oh, you have American brands? And I'm like, yeah, they're horrible. But... <laughs> I um, know I'm talking about like, I don't know when these American franchises open in Saudi, it's just like a big deal, like IHOP and all of that. And I get it, it's like, it's different when you're exposed to it. And, and, okay, when I said people speak English perfectly, it is, it is a social class thing, it is an education thing. It, um, and I feel like now it's changing, especially like, let's say, okay, you speak English, but then there's the accent thing. It's how, it's how, it's how your household is. It's if you, you know, my brothers didn't, my brothers did not grow up in Montreal, but they used to watch everything in English, like all the cartoons. So it's, I mean, that's the whole thing. And they speak English perfectly. And if someone told them like, oh, but you're from Saudi, you, you speak English perfectly. Like they literally never left Saudi. They studied all their life in Saudi and they speak English perfectly. And it's, it's the environment helps.
1: Okay, so I want to go back a little bit to the the social media thing because I know you said that there there's access today to a Saudi woman or any type of person that you know before it wasn't someone that you can find around in your neighborhood. So you you weren't exposed to people. So now it's kind of like if you're if you're not exposed to it, it's kind of your own fault cuz the accessibility is there. Mm-hmm. But um what do you think your how has social media served a purpose for you and maybe your life's purpose?
0: Oh, so many things. Yeah, I, mean, I feel First, for me personally, it just it just helped me in so many ways with Fionka. Particularly, Fionka was pre Instagram, mm-hmm. so Fionka was on Twitter, and then I remember I did Facebook. But Twitter was so interesting because as soon as Twitter launched um, in Saudi, it was the first time that Saudis had a public space to talk it's online. It was on this platform, but it was a public space to talk. And there's a lot of people that met through Twitter. And this was unheard of because you go out, there are there, there weren't any public spaces. So you go out with people you know, and you're in the same circle. And I feel like Twitter broadened that circle. One of my closest friends, um, Raneen Bukhari, is from Khobar. She's from the eastern province. And I met her through Twitter. And I, I remember we used to follow each other on Twitter. And then I, I met her in real life. And I didn't know who she was until she told me her Twitter name. And I was like, oh, my God you and that was amazing that the first time I went to Riyadh this is also so surreal I remember there was this um forum in Riyadh and I sent a tweet I sent a tweet to the organizers I'm like hey like I want to attend this event have 2,000 followers I want to cover it and they they invited me and I went and I met Renin, and my friend Besma was part of it. And th- this was the first time that I went to another city in Saudi because of Twitter. And and then Fionka also really helped, Fionka being on Instagram and social media. Um, and then my own personal, my own career and, you know, me having, me being this kind of quote unquote public figure, um, but also... In the beginning, I really wanted to have a platform that represented like Saudi girls, but then I'm like, I can't represent all Saudi girls, so I just wanted somewhere basically to to share, to share my life, to mm-hmm. change perceptions, to connect people, to just find amazing. It, it connected people in so many different ways, like even in, in happy moments and in sad moments and in difficulties, and like you know, sharing grief, sharing joy, sharing all these things, finding people that are going through the same thing, learning so much from other people. I think it's such a great platform, but also I'm I'm so careful about not putting all my eggs in one basket. And if Instagram would disappear tomorrow, I I really want to be able to continue doing what I'm doing. So I don't rely heavily on it. Although because I'm a visual person, it helps me more than Twitter. Um, I had a blog, an actual blog blog. For me, it was just it's more easier to maintain an Instagram than a blog. Mm-hmm. I'm not a good writer, and I feel like
1: I'm a good talker and I'm a good visual person. Mm-hmm. It makes it easier. I'm kind of the same way.
0: Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind
1: your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way
0: Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely.
1: But I wanted to ask you, how do you think that, like the work that you've been able to do through social media and maybe others like you, how has that influenced or impacted the way that people view women, Um, particularly like Arab women? I feel like it's changed in like even just the past 10 years.
0: I think... I think it's always been there. There's always been women, amazing women that are doing amazing things, but they're not they're not there. But even, even, even social media. So um Vogue Vogue Arabia just had this issue that they highlighted Saudi women that, oh, that. are doctors, you know, researchers, engineers. These are not the women that are gonna be on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So so yes, it highlighted amazing women that are doing things. But then some women just Instagram for them is is just another thing. It's just like I have an email and I have Instagram. And some some women that are I would say influencers like Instagram is their career. And I think it's not fair for us to just look at who's on Instagram and then say like oh these women are doing amazing things. But they were just because they're not on Instagram doesn't mean that they're not doing amazing things. And that. That is where the comparison comes, like, you know, I'm a doctor, I'm, I'm, like, a brain surgeon, but do I also have to be active on Instagram so so people can notice my work? Mm-hmm. That doesn't so Why don't we also glorify these women? I feel like it's our job and kind of, like, talk about women that don't talk, like, that, that... don't talk about themselves. Not don't talk about themselves, that's just, like, you know, they have better, not better things, I don't know how to
1: verbalize that's it. That's him, like... If you're a brain surgeon, yeah, I mean, your priority or your thing is not going to be on social media. They're not, they're not they're not supposed to like go and and just just look on Instagram or
0: social media for women that are doing amazing things. I think where everyone we've always been there. I think just social media highlighted it more. I see what you mean, but then not in specific fields. So I think in the creative field, in the design field, and creative field in general, yes, it did, but then. Not in all fields, so I think it helped a segment of of it, but not everything. So I, I wouldn't want someone to just go on social media and try and find I don't know. No, I, I know, know what you
1: mean. I think it's so. Then it's a great thing what uh, Volga Arabia did, right? Because they yes, didn't exactly. just, they didn't just go online and and. Because that's kind of the easy way too is just search uh woman. or just, just fe- or feature
0: someone that is already you know an it girl or a hype girl or like someone that already has the following
1: yeah
0: and I get it sometimes it helps at the end of the day it's a business but then to truly truly find these women that I didn't know about I didn't know about them and now I do and i i am I am amazed um and i'm I'm inspired because it, it's just so inspiring. Uh, personally growing up my my dad uh, not that it wasn't really taken seriously that I wanted to be a doctor just because you know why why would you do that and why it's so hard and you want to start a family and they just make it so hard but then you see these women that did it and you're just like you know they didn't they went with it and they did it and they didn't listen to you know the negative things that society said
1: they made it possible but yeah, they, and then they in turn become the inspiration for those who wanted to enter the field, who had those voices telling them, "Oh no, don't definitely, try it. definitely."
0: And and I feel like girls nowadays just really the sky is the limit for them, as opposed to us when there was no no representation um, or nothing we could see. The media was very limited. It was the magazines were all you know celebrities, singers, musicians, mm-hmm. um, actors, and And that wasn't something, you know, you were going to pursue because it wasn't socially acceptable in Saudi in the 90s, I would say, growing up. And like even graphic design. So like my program was the first graphic design program in the country. And my Duf'a, my class was the sixth class. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's very new. It was like design was very new before that you were either doctor or teacher or you study in any field to teach in that field Mm -hmm. but then that's it and I feel like now it's just so amazing that I want my daughter to grow up my future daughter to grow up knowing that she can be an astronaut and there is someone that's an astronaut there is a Saudi woman astronaut there is I want them to 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 feel like they can do whatever they want. There are Saudi women actresses. There are Saudi women, you know, scientists, designers, singers, musicians, composers. Um, I want them to not just be limited to like these things and also these things that, these majors that are in Saudi. I just want them, I want, I don't know, like I just want them to have a better options than I did because my options were finance and business administration and graphic design and computer science. This is what I was thinking about.
1: Was graphic design your passion? Was it what you wanted to do?
0: It was It was literally a happy mistake. My grades weren't good, so I didn't get accepted in the public college. So I went to a private college, and my cousin chose graphic design. So I said, okay, let's do graphic design. I had no idea what graphic design was, um, and I just did it. I really had no idea, but I felt like I knew that I liked collages, and I knew that I liked cutting things, but I didn't know what it was because I didn't see it around me. I didn't see Arabic graphic design around me. And um, when I was in school, it was Rena Salam. Um, She's a Lebanese graphic designer. She was the only inspiration I could find. It's different when you study graphic design in a dual language because you have all these aspects. When you have a company, you have the font and the logo, you have it in Arabic, you have it in English, all of that. It was so important. Um, editorial, book design, all of that—it's so different. You learn it in a different way. It's literally the opposite. It's text right to left, and the other is left to right. So for me, it was there wasn't that much inspiration. That's where Fionka came from. I didn't see cartoons representing where I grew up and the women I see around me in in cartoons and magazines and you know um, comics. I didn't see that, so I wanted to illustrate what I saw around me, and that's why all the women are different. One is wearing Burga, one is covering her face, one is wearing hijab, one is wearing abaya, one is not. It's literally what I saw around me. It's not religious, it's yani, it's not it's more social. Like Fionka was always a social brand. There's so many messages that people don't realise. A lot of the illustrations, Fionka girl, her eyes are closed because she's dreaming of something better. Um, I never illustrated men and when I did I, I made the guy behind the woman and he was shadowed. So small little things. I'm trying to start a conversation. And like small, small little baby steps. It's a very personal brand when it started. I was 21 and I wanted to create something. And I wanted to, wanted to create a Saudi brand that Saudi girls can see themselves in. And I was always a fan of Hello Casey, but she's a cat. So I wanted to create something that they felt like it represents them. And it was it was made in Saudi. And it was made by Saudi women. And, you know, and the, the language is the same and...
1: When you designed Fionka, did you have an idea that you wanted to get into bags and designing for that, or was it just strictly like a design that you had?
0: No. So Fionca is an illustration-based brand. So the 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 brand is the illustration. Okay. So I wanted to. I just wanted to put it on stuff that you know made sense. In the beginning, it was because um, I just graduated from college. It was more, um, you know, the college student. So the tote bag, notebooks pencil case, makeup bag, stuff like that.
1: I saw, I was listening to an interview that you did with, um, I think it's called Funjan. Oh yeah,
0: amazing.
1: Yes. Um, You actually said something that I I found very relatable and I wanted to hear a little bit more about it from you. It it was, I think, you talking about your brand, um, Fionca, and talking about how when you do something, you want to do it right or you don't want to do it at all. And sometimes that requires you taking a break from something. Sometimes... Um, or stepping away from it. For me, like I like to get into many different fields. And so I'll try if I'm interested in something, or I have a passion, like I'm going to try it. Um, If I fail, it's fine. I'd rather try it than to have to sit and wonder about what it would be like, or if I would be good at something. So I just wanted to talk to you a little bit more about that. um, Because I feel like there's some good and bad to having that type of mindset. And I don't know if you still have or if I'm, you know, portraying correctly what you said in that interview. But there's some good and I think there's obviously some bad to it as well. But do you see yourself as someone who wants like, are you constantly looking for some, like a different not necessarily field, but a different creative way, a, a different creative space to enter? Or you see something and you're like, I, how would you do it differently? How would you enter that space?
0: I, I want to do a lot of things and some things you some things you can literally plan for years and still it's not ready. And some things you just jump into it and then magic happens. With Fionka there was no plan. I just wanted to create something and then turn into something bigger. So so now I'm taking it back. We're, we turned 10 in two years. So I'm taking it back and building a team, finding investors to kind of do it the right way because it was never supposed to be a business. It was a project that turned into a business that that has so much potential because it's something that's needed in the market and wanted. Um, and the market is not as saturated as it is in the States. There's space for everyone. There's always, I think there's so much abundance in the universe that there's space for everyone to do whatever they want. And we're, we're so afraid, yani sometimes we're so afraid of, of it not working. So we never try, but we would never know. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that we don't talk about is failure. And so what's the worst thing that can happen?
1: You've always been like this, not, not afraid to fail, I guess. Or maybe you're afraid a little, but it's not something that's going to stop you. The fear everyone, doesn't stop you. I think everyone is
0: afraid. But I always think, like, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? And I truly believe, I truly believe that. Um, mm-hmm. So your, your, your money, your, your wealth will come. If it's meant for you, it will come in, in different ways that you don't know about. And what's meant for you will happen. So you just have to kind of believe. I know there's a little bit of some people just want the realistic approach and, you know, the, the studies and the business plan. and But sometimes you just have to take a leap of faith. And just start. And and when I say start, I don't say, like, put all your savings in it. And when I say start, I mean, just try doing something different. For me, when I when I tell people that want to start a brand, and I'm like, just think about a name and just start an Instagram. Just start an Instagram. Think about a name. Start an Instagram. Start a Pinterest board. That's the first step, you know? Just start. If you're going to keep saying... I want to do a brand, I want to do a brand, and I want to start something, I want to start something, and you didn't even open a Google Doc to write your ideas, then what's, why? You're not losing anything by doing that. I, I used to keep saying that I want to start another brand for two years. That was a, a more mature Pionka. It, it was, the name was ready and everything, and I just kept saying, like, I really want to start another brand, I really want to, and my friend was like, why why don't you? Just do it. And it just miraculously happened, like, and then I just launched it in Ramadan, and and we just had, um, and Vogue featured us on their website, and it was just Vogue Arabia, and it was just, I was afraid, so many steps, I was afraid, but then what's the worst that can happen? Um,
1: and I think sometimes two people don't want to put in the work, like they have the idea, but somehow they want the money the, or the resources and everything it, to come.
0: Ideas are everywhere, and ideas are floating, and that's why you know when you have an idea but then someone else does it you can't say anything because you didn't do it okay. so idea is floating and if someone grabs it and does it then it's their idea
1: you can't say it was my idea because you never did it you can't seem to think that you're the only one that's come up with it so this is kind of a random question but where did the name Fionka come from
0: Fionka means a ribbon bow okay so a bow made out of a ribbon and it's I wanted a name that's very general. And I wanted a name that, you know, it, for me, it's just, like, very cute. I was so into bows. Um, I remember growing up, like, all the, like, little socks had bows. Everything had a bow. And it's a very Hijazi word. It's a very slang, juddah, like, Hijazi words. I just, I wanted something general.
1: It's so, it seems like the brand is so personal to you then, like, every aspect of it is very much about.
0: Because it was, it was my project. It's yeah. still. It's still very neat. Some nice people still call me Fionka and it's it's so surreal now to think about it that I started this when I was 21. It's insane.
1: Did you do it all by yourself?
0: My family, all of them. So my mom helped me. Me and my mom sewed actually the first collection. My brothers were helping me pack, like iron, all like my brothers literally saved me with fionka because when i was in the states they were doing everything they were managing production the tailor my sister it 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 literally it really is like a family run company
1: oh that's amazing also uh, you're a recently new aunt right yeah i have a nephew how's that i mean i have 17 nieces and nephews mashallah it's honestly probably one of the best things, or like I would say, the biggest blessing is being an aunt. like I absolutely love it.
0: For me, it's very different because I love him so much, but I'm not there. Then mm. it's kind of this thing of like, does he know who I am? Am I going to be in his life? So for me, it's just very weird. But then he he literally makes everything better.
1: They really do. They do, yeah. And I think technology makes it easier, right? Like you can. Yeah, he has he has an Instagram
0: account. It's called Sit to Hasna. So
1: cute. cute. Yeah, and I like I see
0: him and he's there and everything, but it's just it's so different. Like whenever I go back, it's so different now because whenever I go back to Saudi, it's literally from the airport to her house, and I just like literally go and yelling like fan and baby.
1: (laughs) Okay, so I have one last question for you. Mm. If you were to give a younger girl advice, um, maybe it's your younger self, but a younger girl who has who wants to do something that maybe is not your traditional um, space. And I, I know we talked about women in, in the professional space, and the, like doctors, lawyers, um, you know, inshallah, astronauts. But if she wanted to go into a space that's non-traditional, it doesn't necessarily have to be creative. But what kind of advice would you give to her?
0: People will always talk. So that aside, people will always have an opinion. Um, and some people will always try to put you down But Soon as you make it, people will forget and they will applaud you. And I've seen that happen to me personally. I've 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 heard so many things from family members. They're like, What are you doing? Who's gonna buy this? You're selling this, uh, how can you leave your job and start something? And then now it's just like like, Yeah, she's my niece. So so that I would definitely say like just start working because you can you can get all the degrees in life, but working in that field is so different, and just starting to you learn so much when you're in a workspace you and that's something I wish I had more of because i've been I've been working on my own for such a long time that you know I think maybe I would have been a better writer if i you know worked in a in an environment when where there are other people that you know I can show them, and it's like a constant learning process when you're working so the sooner you do it the better because then because i started working when i was 18 i started working from college and then um as soon as i graduated i was like okay i can't i don't want to do this but i've learned so much so when you start just the earlier you start the better different things and start working at places that you will learn from and internships are you they're they're so important because you learn as much as you give and you think like, oh, but they're not paying me, that money is not going to, like, the learning experience is worth so much more, More, the connections are so valuable, like, all the connections, and one last thing is just be nice, because you never know where someone will end up, you never know, so just be nice to everyone, because if you're in this industry, industries are very small, and, and people know each other, so Everyone everyone can be of value. And you can never think like, Oh, how's this person gonna help me? You never know when you might need them.
1: wise words. I really like that last one. Thank you so much, Ala Belchi. Of course. Thank you so much.